episode three of Magic with a K. I'm Daniel. And I'm Alex. And before we get started, going to go through a few housekeeping things. Uh, so if you want to send us an email, you can go to magic, M-A-G-I-K-C, C-K, jeez, C-K. So M-A-G-I-C-K with W-I-T-H-A-K for info, I-N-F-O, at gmail.com. That is our email address. Obviously, you can find us on Podbean. We actually have a follow on there. going to give her a shout out. Thank you very much. And we have people listening all over the world, actually. That's I know. That's, that's a bit strange, but awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. Appreciate that. And you can find us on all kinds of different listening uh, platforms. The only one that I still don't have us on is Apple because still jumping through hoops for them. Um, we do have a uh, Facebook. Yep. Um, do we have any other social media? Uh, we do. We have a Twitter for right now. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. Uh, but we have that. Uh, we also have, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, that might be it. It might be Facebook, Twitter. Oh, YouTube, it's Podbean's supposed to put up a just a generic picture with the audio for the things. I haven't been able to find that on YouTube. I don't think anybody else has either, but supposedly we're on there too. Awesome. But anyways, today's episode is going to be about demons. Which is awesome. Um, it's it's a subject I'm very uh, well versed in, very familiar with, and I am super excited to get into demons today. So let's go with the definition out of Webster's. Yes, so Webster's um, has four parts to the demon definition. I'm going to go with um, the first one just because. Um, so Webster's definition for demon one, an evil spirit or a source or agent of evil, harm, distress, or ruin. So, um, I think one of the funny things, the reason we keep liking to go to Webster's and get these definitions is because what an academic definition of something is not always indicative of what it is. For starts, demons are not inherently evil. (laughs) Just like everything else. Yes, like any other entity, um, corporeal or otherwise, as a group, they're relatively morally neutral. Individuals might lean one direction or another, but in general, actions can be good or evil, but entities, spirits, people, not so much. Right, and so it's one of those, in most of our concepts for demons and stuff like that, especially in the modern context, is usually shaped by a lot of things from very old sources, also TV, obviously, movies have shaped all those things. And, you know, for instance, we'll talk about uh, demons, some demons, djinn, uh, talk about where we get our concept of hell from, different things like that as we go along here. Um, let me start with what we will not be doing today is giving instructions. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to give you instructions on how to, how to do that. As That's someone who regularly dangerous. works with demons, no. <laughs> right. And basically it's because if you want the knowledge, you need to go earn the knowledge and spend the time acquiring the knowledge. Otherwise, you know, one of the examples I like to use is the Jurassic Park uh, example where they're sitting in the room and he's talking to them about how amazing this stuff is that they did and... Jeff Goldblum's character there points out that they didn't earn any of it. 
you know, they stood on the shoulders of giants and they didn't earn anything. And they're walking around like a kid who found his dad's gun, just waving it around. And, and they were so busy focused on whether or not they could, they didn't focus on whether or not they should. Right. For example, do I physically and intellectually have the skills and knowledge um, and power to summon cer certain demons, big high-level demons, Lucifer, Asmodeus? Um, yes, yes. Do I do it? No. Just because I can doesn't mean I should. <laughs> she's, she's dancing around in the moonlight with the devil. <laughs> no, not, not today she isn't. Not today she isn't. Right. And, you know, it's, so all of our, all of our different concepts, like, for instance, the, the concept of hell, we'll go, for, go to that for just a second, actually comes from the Scandinavian underworld, right? Their, their concept of it, and she was actually their goddess that ruled over the land, and her name was Hell, H-E-L, and that's where we basically get our modern interpretation for Hell. However, just like in Dante's Inferno, the Divine Comedy, it's one of those, Hell was, wasn't seen as a place where there was fire everywhere and stuff like that. It was actually ice cold. Yes, um, and that comes from the uh, medieval thought process that being in God's presence was warmth and comforting, and so if that's warm and comforting what's the opposite of that mm -hmm. cold and dark mm -hmm. right and so you, you know you get into for instance where did the idea of the devil came come from well the way that we see the you know guy with the horns and the tail and the cloven hooves and all that actually comes from the god pan yes um which come which brings us to an um a thing that happens not everything that is called a demon is a demon let's start with that um one thing that was very common in the early church um, is to demonize spirits, entities, deities that were being worshipped or interacted with by other cultures. Right. So how do you get a group of people who are worshipping a god to abandon that god and come to your god? Right. You can convince them that their god's really a devil. Right. Um, but also, how do you convince your own people that those people are wrong? Mm -hmm. You convince them that they're worshiping a devil. Right. And, you know, once you get the group thing going and you get everybody on board, it's pretty easy to turn that around. Hence the reason we'll talk about this in some of our uh, episodes upcoming. Like, for instance, you know, putting, you put your, uh, your holy days on top of their holy days. Uh, also start building, well, in the Christianity's case, you start building churches on top of holy sites. So that, that way... You know, well, you're already used to coming here, so hey, just well, come here now. It's not exclusive to Christianity, but True. it's pretty exclusive to for to Abrahamic religion. Well, yeah, it, it does happen. Yeah, uh, uh, the Hagia Sophia comes to mind. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but uh, so let's talk about what a demon is, because when we are talking about demons, like we just heard the definition from the dictionary, okay, an evil spirit. Well. In general, spirits aren't evil. Um, and by that, anything that is behaving in an evilish manner could be a demon. Right. Um, and we've also gone through and said that some things that are called demons aren't demons. So when we talk about demons, what we are talking about are entities and spirits that are celestial in nature, are not angels, 
and come from the Abrahamic tradition. Right. So, you know, you have those, and uh, obviously some of the jinn are thrown in there as well. Um, so, some people consider jinn demons. I don't consider them demons for two reasons. One, they're not celestial in nature. Right. And two, they predate the Abrahamic tradition. By a bunch. By a bunch. Um, now, um, where do demons live? So, common thought is, oh, they live in hell. Um, no, there are multiple planes of existence. That's a, we're just going to say that as a blanket statement, and we can go into that further detail on another episode. But there are multiple planes of existence. Some demons have the ability to move between planes of existence on their own. Some don't. Um, the ones that can could be anywhere. Right. They might be hanging around here on our plane. Some of them are. Um, those that don't tend to hang out on what I refer to, and a lot of people refer to as the demonic plane. Right. It's just the plane of existence that is populated by demons. Right. And, you know, that's, it goes for most entities. They have their own things they hang out in, their own places they like to hang out. Uh, if they come over to this plane and kind of, you know, either brought here by us or want to come and see what's going on if once again because they're able to plane shift to use a D&D term yeah uh, if they're if they're able to do that then it's one of those sometimes they're just coming over to see what's going on some of them want to you know maybe feed off energy some of them want to just you know hang out for a little while uh, some of them find us interesting I know that yeah no absolutely um and again like any spirit or entity we're gonna say this a million times they all have their own rules. They all have their own motivations. Mm -hmm. When you understand a spirit or entity's rules and motivations, interacting with them is a lot easier. Um, I work with demons. I also work with gods. Um, that doesn't mean I work with every demon or every god. Um, I will tell you that um, when it comes to demons, if you, the reason you want to begin to work with demons is because you think that they're evil, don't work with demons because anytime you're working with a spirit or entity, it's about relationships right. and building a relationship on, I think you're evil is never going to be a good relationship. <laughs> yeah. It usually doesn't work well with humans. It won't work well with them. Exactly. And I think it's important to remember that nothing is truly evil. So if you think of the most evil person you can possibly think of, and I've got a picture of a person in my mind, he is probably the person you're picturing. I would imagine, having never met this person, that even he doesn't look in the mirror and see an evil person. Right. Or didn't. Um, I truly believe that the most evil people in the world that we can think of look in the mirror and see someone who did what they did because the ends justified the means. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to demons, their ends and their means are not always what we would think are good ends or good means. Right. So, in your dealing with them, what have been some positive experiences that you've had? Um, so, like I said, it's about relationships, and I have um, several demons that I work with that I've had great relationships with. Um, I don't use um, demonic energy and working with demons for every single working. If I'm working, if I have a situation where I have to do something because there is a demon that I have to banish, I'm likely going to ask for demonic help. Um, but 
but also a lot of the demons I work with are actually succubi, mm-hmm. um, which sounds silly. Yeah, he laughs. Um, but here's well, the that's because I know what they are. But, here's yeah. the thing about succubi is, okay, fine. They're, cla- they're characterized as female demons of intimate nature. Um, Giggity. <laughs> however, there's a couple things. Because of that, they're great if you're asking for assistance in a relationship or an intimate area. They're also known for their reproduction. They're known for taking the seeds spilled by a man at night and reproducing. So if you're looking for it, for a magical assistance in, an, in the reproductive area, they're also very well acquainted with that. Right. And this also is not saying don't go to your doctor and do the fertility stuff with them either. No, obviously, I'm a firm believer, modern medicine and modern magic. Right. You know, um, another demon that I've worked with, um, we had a uh, mouse problem in the house. Um, So I called up Beelzebub, because Beelzebub is actually known as Lord of the Flies, and he is the demon who is often accused, sometimes rightly, sometimes not, of issuing pests. Mm -hmm. Okay? But he also help you with relieving that problem as well um but i also called an exterminator and got cats so (laughs) modern medicine and modern magic is what i'm saying um now he's an interesting demon in that i would never recommend someone just call up beelzebub um right for anybody that of course a christian background uh beelzebub is not the same thing as satan or lucifer no uh they're different entities so yeah yeah. <laughs> they're not they're not the same thing. Yeah. Beelzebub is often the one who is blamed for issuing the um the the locust and the frog plagues. Yep. Yeah. Um that is his work. There you go. Um and uh but he is he's a a, a very powerful demon. Um demons don't work for a central authority the way say angels do. Right. That doesn't mean that they don't necessarily work for other demons, mm-hmm. but there's no, like, the idea that Satan is in charge of all the demons is a Christian construct that is put on them. Right. And, But, yeah. you know, Beelzebub is a high-ranking, very powerful demon, and, you know, it's not a person you just call up without knowing what you're doing and without also having experience working with demons. Mm. Um and again it's about relationships they don't give you stuff for free right you know um but the longer you spend the working with those relationships the more they're willing to work on ious the more they're willing to you know um you know do a favor for a friend things like that right and you know the same thing goes for angels too um most of the time even though they're they're usually pretty uh, benevolent. There are the same deal. It's it's one of those, you're working with spirits, you're working with building relationships with them, different things like that. And, for instance, yeah, like I'm not going to call up the Archangel Michael to come do anything because he's, <laughs> he's like bringing a shotgun to hunt a fly, okay? Uh, if we get to that point, things have gone extremely bad. And, yeah, it's, he's, I would rather deal with the ones that I normally deal with who are less, uh, how we, how shall we say, 
less prudish, okay? Uh, the Archangels are extremely powerful, and one, they know that, but two, it's, yeah, they, they do have a hierarchy, like she said, uh, they do work for one, one, one central individual, uh, and they know that too, which they expect you to also want to work for that individual. Which and, is another reason I don't work with anyone. <laughs> because I don't work for that one individual. Right. So, it, but it's, yeah. What are, what are some, I guess, bad things that have happened? Um, so, bad things that have happened. Um, I, I'll be honest, I've never really had a backfire. Okay. But I've had a lot of snark. Ah, okay. A lot of, um, I guess that's a nice way of... Um, you want me to do what? Mm. For that? Mm. Oh, honey. Um, but, um, and I, I think the reason I've not had a lot, you know, any real backfires to speak of is going to be because I didn't call Beelzebub up with no experience with demons mm. out of nowhere and offer him nothing, right? Right. Um, I got to Beelzebub by getting recommendations. Ah, okay. I had other demons speak on my behalf, and mm-hmm. then I offered him something, and the reason I asked him is because he's really the only demon that deals with that area, mm-hmm. um, and, um, you know, like, I wouldn't call Agra, who is a demon I work with very regularly, she is a, she is a succubus, um, I wouldn't call her and ask her to deal with past problems, but I'm not going to call Beelzebub and be like, so I've got this relationship situation, mm-hmm. like, that's just not how that works um but i have run across demons that needed to be banished okay yeah um and they 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 fight back right so we'll go into like the catholics uh the rite of exorcism is actually a pretty well done if you do the whole thing uh once again the we'll go to a movie example Everybody basically knows the movie The Exorcist. Yeah. And everybody watches that and sees all that stuff, and they think that that's how it goes. Well, the problem is when you de-host a demon, you need to have either something for it to go into, or you're going to have to banish it back to its plane. Yeah. Which is the part they don't show in the movie, because probably the Catholic Church would have either boycotted the movie, big time, or would have tried to convince everybody that this is not how this right goes, that's the problem. It does go that way. You, you, That's the last step. And they teach that, but they're not going to show you that. Well, and the logic behind that, because, you know, you're like, well, why wouldn't they want everyone to know how to banish a demon? <sighs> Banishing a demon is not easy. Yeah. And if you do it wrong, oh yeah, things get worse. Right. Because <laughs> now you have a pissed off demon yep. who's not gone. Right. And it's the difference between... You know, did you just have a, yeah, there you go. Did you just have a MMA fight with, you know, somebody that you could probably take on? Or did Mike Tyson step into the boxing ring with you? Yeah, that's, after you spit in his face. After you spit in his face, yeah. It, it, that's the type of level that you go to. Uh, thankfully, I haven't experienced that as far as the Mike Tyson level. Uh, the MMA fight, yeah, that's you have to be able to banish them and it usually takes a lot of energy a lot of time it's not quick uh i know the movies make it seem like that it's not and once again yeah don't 
Don't try this at home, kids. Yeah, no, absolutely don't try this at home. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how demons interact on this plane. So for starts, I have a couple rules when it comes to demons, or really any spirits or entities. I don't invite anything into my body. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am pretty easygoing about a lot of things, but my body is mine, damn it. <laughs> um, demons are big on consent. But they're not always big on informed consent. Mm. Um, and so they can trick you and stuff. Um, a lot of them don't. You know, the ones I deal with, they what probably wouldn't say no, but they're not trying to convince me. Um, so I don't invite anything into my body. I, I refuse to be a host. And also, I don't assist any entity to change planes of existence. If you can change planes of existence on your own, cool. If you can't, that's a you problem and not a me problem. Um, so then the question is, okay, so you don't invite demons into your body and you don't assist them with changing planes of existence, how do you work with demons? Well, you can work with a demon while they're still in a demonic plane. Right. Yeah, they still have access to energy that you can tap into. They still have access to assist in different ways. Um, and some demons can change their own planes on their own, and they'll be walking around this plane of existence, sometimes causing problems, sometimes just chilling. Um but the easiest way, so not only can you force a demon to dehost, mm -hmm. demons can dehost on their own, but mm -hmm. the easiest way for them, and the one they use the most, is killing their host. Right. So if you do suspect someone is possessed, they're probably not. But if they are, do not kill them or let them kill themselves. Once again, the, medical help. At, at the Professional medical help. The do not ever kill anybody, ever. Uh, yeah, that murder. I can't believe I have to say that. Murder, yeah. bad. Murder, bad. Yeah. Um, but the priest jumping out the window in the exorcism right. made the problem worse. But the priest didn't choose to jump out. It the was... demon right. de-hosted. Right. So the demon it... was no longer in the host it wanted to be in. Right. And so it de-hosted it from. Right. So that's the other part. Professional medical help, professional psychiatric help, all those things. Because, yes, it do people still get possessed? Absolutely. Is it rare? Yes. Extremely oh, yeah. rare. It's extremely rare. And even still, I've never had to exercise a demon. I've had to banish a demon, mm. but I've never come up across a, a host. <laughs> uh, in, in all the years I've been working with demons, I've heard stories. Demons like to talk. They're gossips. But um, I've never ran across a host myself. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. But they are, yeah, you know, from from the other side perspective, yeah, they're just, they're not something you want to play with, um, especially with that. Because, yeah, they they are, uh, they're big on consent, so are most entities anyways. They're yeah. big on consent because, from what I've been told, it's a real, it really is, it's, it's basically a rule mm -hmm. that don't break and apparently if they do there are some severe consequences i've never even heard a story of a demon breaking the consent so i don't even know if they physically have the ability yeah they may not yeah um but yeah it's you know same thing on the other side angels aren't going to come and possess you unless you really i don't know you you might have to really ask hard they don't really 
Meat suits aren't exactly their thing. So. Well, and in general, your more powerful demons, the ones that can change planes on their own, don't yeah. need one. Why would they want to be stuck here? Well, yeah, yeah, why would they Why would they want a host? Right. And, and most angels are that way. They're like, I got no need for that. Oh, speaking of which, if, if for instance, you ever do find yourself in a situation where there is somebody who does actually have a, a demon in them, do not do the thing in Constantine, the Keanu Reeves version where you stick your face down there near their face, please don't do that. Yeah. Best case scenario, you'll lose an ear. Best More than likely. Going back to Mike Tyson here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we love you, Mike. Yeah. Um, I would say, honestly, if you came across someone that you truly, truly believed was possessed, um, I, I would contact, an, first thing I would do is contact um, someone to have them put in a psychiatric facility. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, that's the first thing I would do. Yeah. Um, and then I would contact an occultist or um, a, a very well-skilled priest. Right. If because, you happen to have access Because, to for instance, you know, um, if you've ever seen anybody with a really high fever, uh, yeah, I can believe why people, especially back before modern medicine was what it was, I can believe why people thought people were, were demon-possessed. Because mm-hmm. if you've ever seen anybody with a really high fever who's still conscious, oh, yeah. man. They are, they're usually... Ungodly strong, ungodly erratic. And they're talking out of their head. And, yeah, because that fever has gotten so high, it's starting to really affect their brain chemistry a lot. Uh, What is it, 108 degrees, I think your brain boils, something like that. Yeah. So, that's why, yeah, if you've ever seen anybody with, like, and I'm talking... I think it's, like, 107 or 108, you have irreparable brain damage. Something like that. So, I'm talking 104, 105, which is usually rare, but there's, you know, there's several things that your body's trying to get rid of, probably, at that point. So, it's like, yeah, but those people, yeah, and, I mean, your eyeballs start doing weird stuff, too. Yeah. But, yeah, that's why, yeah. I fully, I fully understand some of the uh, some of those old stories where it's like, eh, I don't think they were demonically possessed. I think they had like a really bad flu, pneumonia, something was going on, yeah. and they just had a really high fever. Yeah. Um. um so, uh, before you would ever want to work with a demon, I would highly recommend a large amount of research. Um, mm. Learn how to banish a demon before you even try to talk to one, because. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to learn how to put a virus on a computer before you know how to clean it. Right. And so, like, for instance, we talk about uh, the book Modern Magic, which is a great, you know, beginner tool and everything. I mean, I still read it now. But it's one of those, the first thing, one of the first things that's taught in there is the lesser banishing banishing ritual of the pentagram. And basically that's to clear out your space. It also keeps bad things from coming around usually. And the other one to use... And it's a great tool. Is salt. Oh, yeah. Salt is awesome. Um, especially in our modern day. Like, historically, salt was expensive, but now it's dirt cheap. Uh, you can get a lot of it, um, and uh, it's very useful. Um, one thing I like to do with my salt is I like to wait for celestial events. Um, so, an eclipse. Um, I, I prefer an eclipse um, or, a, or a full moon that falls on a Sabbath. Mm. Um not just any full moon, but one that falls on a Sabbath, um, and I leave my salt out to charge. Just makes it a little bit more powerful. Um, but I mean, that also, like I said, it works for demons. It works for angels. It mm-hmm. works for all entities. Um, 
I love Supernatural. I think it's a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I am yeah. Team Dean all the way. <laughs> That's not a real demon trap. Yeah, don't please don't do that. that. Yeah, don't do that. And that tattoo is not going to protect you from anything. Nope. It's going to look cool. Yeah. But it won't protect you from anything. Yeah. So let's just start with that. Um, like I said, uh, Supernatural is great. There's a lot of inconsistencies in there. Oh, well, yeah. I mean. Because it's a TV show. It's a TV show. And they're drawn from a bunch of different things. And. Once again, TVs and movies, it's the same concept. You're trying to make things look cool. Yeah. But, for instance, uh, if anybody's ever watched the, uh, not the original, but the the Mummy with Brendan Fraser, which is a great movie, they're not speaking ancient Egyptian. Okay? Because, and when you watch the audio commentary, if you're a nerd uh, (laughs) like us, then uh, it's one of those, when you watch the audio commentary where the director talks about he had somebody actually speak ancient Egyptian. He didn't like the way that it sounded, so he had them basically kind of chop it up so that way it sounded cooler. Yeah. So it's the same type of deal. You're you're going with different concepts and you're having different things, but you want them to be cool and you want it to be, you know, something that's going to entertain the audience. Well, you don't necessarily go into the hours that it takes to actually figure out what something is. You just show, you know five minutes of, of Sam finding it on the computer and then going, oh, yeah, this is what we need to do. Yeah, it, it always kind of annoys me when Sam's on the computer. I'm like, look, you can find anything on the Internet, darling, anything. And how do you know that, that it's correct? Now, Sam went to college, so Sam knows how to do research. So right. there is scholarly research into it, which is what I do. Plus he had Dad's journal. Yeah, Dad's journal, man. That's right. So you know that that works. Um that's true. It was mostly monsters. I have very little demons. In that's it. true. It did. Yeah. Uh, which was always kind of funny. It's just like stabbing Zeus with, uh, oh, what was it? They did like an oak branch or something. I forget what it was they stabbed him with. But yeah, that was kind of funny too. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so I mean, have you run across demons much? Uh, every now and again, they obviously don't really... I don't really have a whole lot to do with because I'm, you know, working with angels. Yeah. So they don't really hang around. They don't really like to, you know, talk, so to speak. They're just kind of passing through sometimes. But it's one of those, you know, I've had some, I've had some angels that have talked to me about, you know, okay, hey, you know, yeah, these guys were doing whatever. But, you know, most of the time. They just don't interact. Not a lot. Now, you know, some of the other, some of the, I would say the cooler entities uh, <laughs> that that hang around that aren't, you know, they're not evil. So, therefore, it's one of those, yeah, they don't, they're not affected necessarily by the wards uh, as far as, I mean, they don't come in the house. But, you know, they walk around, they, they hang out, stuff like that. And every now and again, it would be interesting to, you know, oh, okay, yeah, all right. What's going on? Like, you know, but I don't ask them for anything either. Yeah. You know, they're just kind of passing through. So it's like, okay. Yeah. I also think it's interesting to remember that the word demon, like we talked about how the word hell comes from the Norse god hell and her, her domain, which was Helheim. Um, but the word demon comes from the Greek diamond, which is a spirit that's more than a man, but less than a god. Right. Um, that even in the Greek tradition wasn't necessarily malevolent or evil. Right. They just were. 
Um, and most occultists and spiritualists and, and, and scholarly studies of religion do classify demons and diamonds separately. And, and I do as well. They, they interact differently. Mm-hmm. A ward they'll work on one may or may not work on the other. Um, they have different motivations and goals. Um, demons are such a eclectic group because <laughs> unlike uh, unlike angels, they don't have like I said a central hierarchy right. or a central goal. Right. Um, some of them are like some of them. Legitimately,'s goal is to mess with humans or angels because that's fun for them. Some of them, their goals is just to, you know, do their own thing. Um, so they they don't even always like each other, which is very interesting. Right. And, you know, the, so daemons, uh, D-A-E-M-O-N-S, that was usually the way I've seen it spelled. Yeah, so I've seen it spelled D-A-E, but I've also seen it spelled D-A-I. Right. So either one of those, and that's, yeah, it, that's an old concept that kind of got incorporated in, especially as uh, Christianity started taking over that part of the world. And yeah, some of those some of those entities got just thrown in to the mix. Some of them didn't, which is actually kind of funny. Yeah. And that's why so one of the one of the funniest parts for me is that uh, people use Jesus uh, even the Holy Spirit and uh, invoking in, in really invoking the Father's name as well that uh, the Holy Father uh, not the Pope. Anyways, but as well as invoking his name and as a basically just bleach for everything. Well, not quite. Because like she just said, you know, different wards and different things like that. Well, also different, let's say, just words of power type deal don't work on certain entities because they don't recognize that pantheon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I've, I've, I've worked with demons that that would respond to um, a crucifix or mm-hmm. or Jesus's name, mm-hmm. um, and I've known people who that is actually how they banish and everything. I have never invoked that deity in my workings with demons, either good or bad, um, and I've never needed to. Right. But I think it comes down to. Because I'm not playing for that team, right? It doesn't mean anything to me, right? Um, and that's, I'm more of a I, I'll call your big brother on you kind of thing. Well, there is that too, and the one I was going to use the example of is so, like for instance, uh, India. Yeah. So I've known people to go to India and come back with things attached to them, not necessarily evil. Okay, just they were attached to them because they wanted a ride to see what hey. What's that look like over there? Exactly. Okay. Well, and so they hung out for a while. They, you know, they weren't in any way a pest. So they kind of hung out for a little while and then they left. Yeah. And, but they also didn't have any regard for any other than their pantheon of deities. Yeah. So, for instance, over there, obviously, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Because it's Hinduism. So you got the Hindu pantheon of gods, and yeah, they don't. They're like Jesus who? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, and don't get me wrong. You can still talk to them and talk to them about because they are they. They were curious yeah. as to huh? Okay, what do you guys do over here? Oh, 
That's interesting. Okay. We've we've heard about that. Okay. But yeah, it's once again, it's the you're playing in a different plane, you're playing in a different realm, you're doing all those different things. And so while one thing may seem like a catch all for everything, it's really not. No, it's really not. Um, I think in general every practitioner kind of does it their own different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, when when I come across demons, I don't automatically assume that they're up to no good. Right. Um, but because I work with them, sometimes they'll just pop up and be like, Yo. Um, you don't work with them, you clearly are working with the other team. Right. Um, so I imagine when you come across them, they probably are up to no good if you're the one coming it, across them. It depends. I mean, it, some of them, yes. Some of them, no. Some of them are, well, they're just mischievous. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of a, a grin and a wink, yeah. that type of deal. But also, I mean, if so this is how I usually view most of my stuff. If you're not causing me any problems, I'm not going to cause you any problems. Yeah, hey. and, and that's that's me too. I, I But you can't have spent as many years doing this <laughs> as you and I have without coming across things that are causing either us or someone we care about. Problems. That's happened, yeah, um, and I, yeah, so there was one that was causing a problem at my mother and father's house, and now it wasn't a demon, per se, but it was starting to take on poltergeist-like activity, because yeah. it was angry that it was dead, and it, it former human, and it's one of those, yeah, was upset, didn't understand, all that, and... Yeah, it had attached itself to an object, and so I had to, I didn't banish it, okay, because one, it wasn't a demon, it's it's a former human, but I did, I did put it in a box, okay, for a little while, and I put it in cardboard and set it outside, knowing that the cardboard, the cardboard will deteriorate, and, and it became, and I've actually got the item outside of my house. Um, and she hangs around out there, uh, and she's okay now, but it's one of those, yeah, I, I think there was some, there was, there was a potential that that could have turned really bad and really ugly, but because once again, I had the knowledge and the skills to be able to go, okay, I know what this is, I know what this is doing, you know, we didn't have to do a a full, you know, okay, we're going to bring in a, uh, you know, an, an old priest and a young priest, you know, that type of deal. Yeah. Didn't have to do that, you know. It, and it's, I guess it's it's having having the knowledge base to be able to go, and I did, I, I went and researched to make sure that, okay, these things that are happening are pretty much legit with what's going on, and they aren't some type of demonic activity going on. Um, and, you know, a lot of times, which is what I've run into the most, I guess, is I've just run into, like, you know, they, they pull tricks. Yeah. You know, they pull little tricks, and you're like, okay, dude, that's annoying. You need to knock that off. You know, uh, I think that's funny that you keep running into that, because that's my experience with the Fae. Mm-hmm. My experience with demons is is less like that, but again, right. I have, right. you know, yeah, relationships so, and, and things with them. So. Right. And, you know, they, it's okay. You know what I mean? I haven't had anybody, or anything, sorry, let's rephrase that. I haven't had anything try to do, like, a massive attack, uh, thank goodness. But, yeah, if you you know what's going on, if you do a little research and you actually don't jump to 
conclusions based on nothing other than, you know, just, well, I assume this is what's going on. Yeah, yeah well, do some research, make sure you're, you know what you're doing, and if you don't know what you're doing, always ask for help. That's the other part. I don't know why people don't understand that. If you if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what's going on, just ask for some help. I, th- I think the big takeaways I have, though, for working with demons is make sure you know how to get rid of anything <laughs> that you need to get rid of. Um, number two, don't invite anybody into your body or your oh. space. Um, and number three is do your research and and come at them with respect, just like you would any other entity you want to work with. Or, or people, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean? Anybody that you work with or that is, yeah, if you want to start a friendship with somebody, yeah, you come at it with respect, you come at it with, you know, okay, hey, let's talk about mm-hmm. what's going on. And I think that's the biggest thing that most people don't understand is you got to be able to talk. Oh, yeah. And You'd be surprised how many entities just want to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, for one, because... So there's... So there's 8 billion people on the planet. And there's not a whole lot of us that do this. There really isn't. So, you know, you think about that. There used to be a time, a long time ago... When most when people... When most people knew how to do at least some of this... Yeah. Maybe not to a certain level. Or that, even if they didn't, they at least were well within two degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Someone who did. There you go. And so, the I think the entities, a lot of them have gotten lonely. And well, and, you know, you talked about the Fae for just a second. You know, a lot of some of their habitats been destroyed. Yeah. Just like we've done with other things. But it's the yeah for for some of them they're just lonely. And they don't, and going to the, not not the demonic ones, um, but they just, some of them are surprised when you initiate contact because, yeah, they haven't talked to a human being sometimes for a while. Oh, yeah. So. But, yeah, okay, well, I think that's it for this episode. All right, and yeah. Next week, we're going to talk about... Um, entities and demons associated with the changing seasons because it has very quickly gone from fall to winter around here that's true and so we'll be talking about just the different things that are not only a reality for us as far as that goes but also some of the stuff that people associate with well as we're having an upcoming upcoming thanksgiving and then obviously we'll be having christmas upcoming so we'll talk about all those different things and get into a couple of really interesting entities and a couple of deities that are actually associated with this time of year, which is always kind of neat. Yeah. Um, as always, uh, you can email or, um, send a message through, um, any of our social medias. If you have any questions or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Yep. You can always email us. And I gave that before. I'll give it again. It's magic with a K for info at gmail.com. So that's going to be M A G I. C-K with W-I-T-H A-K for info I-N-F-O at gmail.com and that's our main source. You can also get on to podbean.com and find us on there and you can also leave a comment on there if you would like to and we will talk to you all next week.